From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. Everybody, yeah, rock your body right. Back streets, back, all right. Again. Wake up! What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com is the website. Check it out. Coming up on today's show, Corey and myself, we are in Orlando together in the same room, celebrating what's pretty, pretty cool with Florida State right now. They're in a bowl game. They're getting guys out of the portal. They're doing big-time things. Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Again, CPTallyBar.com is the website. I think on Wednesdays, we have pressed... Pressed ham and Swiss, I think, on Wednesdays. That seems right. That seems yeah. right. But today would be Tuesday, right? It would be because it's Monday night yeah. for the Tuesday program. There you so go. it's Taco, Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm. There you go. This is what, like, is this the most amount of trivias you've missed consecutively? It's pretty rough. It's been at least three or f- three in a row, I think, three or four in a row. I'm not excited about it. But, folks, you can get there. Yeah. You can get there and play as much trivia as you want. You actually have a chance to win since Stephanie and I aren't there. Um, so good luck. Good luck and go win. Uh, hit the thumbs up if you're listening to us on YouTube, which, by the way, we're going to put it all together. You'll, you'll hear Tom Lang and Corey Clark breaking down the Braden Fisk. Did you guys go with Fisk or Fisky? Fisk. Is it Fisky? I don't know. I, th- I thought it was Fisk. Langston said Fisky, but, you know. It could be. He talked to him. Potato. He would probably know. But that was, like, days ago before he okay. committed. So, But the Knolls doing Knoll things. Let's get, I guess let's start there, Corey, and even though we'll have you and Tom talking about it towards the end of it. But, you know, we're here in Orlando now. All of us, Iris here. In your hotel room. This is pretty sweet. Yeah, it'll be your. You, you'll be part of this I process. When was too. the last time we were in person doing one of these? Was it driving into Orleans? Yeah, yeah. And that worked out well. It's fantastic. That worked out well. Fantastic. Big Dub. Big Dub yeah. started a real a, a renaissance season, you could yeah. say. Against another Power Five program. That yeah. Be, it's not an SEC team, but we'll talk about the Oklahoma Sooners um, because we talked to them on Monday. Uh, Tuesday will be a little bit less of a newsy kind of day, right? I think this morning they'll be doing some sort of charity, mm-hmm. give back to the community thing. Um, but I guess let's start there with, I mean, man, you know, I'll be honest, everybody, in the spirit of full disclosure, recording this on Monday night, your guys had a couple, you know, a couple of adult beverages in the, in the uh, hospitality suite, so right. a little bit loosey-goosey, yeah. whatever, if you, you know, see a little jargon from the Jeff Cameron Show, which, by the way, Jeff Cameron Show live Wednesday one to three o'clock at the Harry Bu- at Harry Buffalo, not the Harry Buffalo, but Harry Buffalo Church Street downtown. Then a meet and greet four o'clock or meet and greet. Meet and uh, it's greet? three o'clock, three, three o'clock. to four, okay. three to four. So only an hour, guys. You get an hour with us. You get an hour with the War Chant staff, and then don't talk or look at us right, right. for the rest of the time because Jake Owen's going to be there. Yeah, like it's going to be a, like a real block party with for Florida State fans and Jake Owen, a Florida State grad, one of the more famous ones of all time, I think. Yeah. Uh, will be playing an acoustic set. Later that night. Yeah, man, they're doing it up. Seminole Boosters in Orlando, man. They don't mess around. And we're the opening act. Um, So Jeff and Tom starting at 1 at Harry Buffalo. And then, uh, then, uh, I guess, meeting us at 3, 3 or 4. Heck yeah. So I forgot to bring the pillar, though. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. They know who they are. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. All right. So... What is defective? And I don't want to... I'm trying to think. Is, Is there something defective in every other coach in the country? Or, I mean... 
Mike Norvell has carte blanche in this transfer portal. It's amazing it's crazy. who they're getting. I mean, we're talking the, the number 10 overall prospect in Jaheim Bell. Um, Jeremiah Byers from UTEP. Number seven. The number seven overall yeah. prospect. Braden Fisk, Fisk. We'll go with Fisk for right now, Braden. Shout out if you're listening. We'll, we'll correct if we're wrong on it. Um, I mean, he was a number one interior defensive lineman. Number one defensive lineman, period. Number six overall player. Notre Dame, I think, wanted him. Yeah. Southern Cal yep. wanted him. Yep. But Florida State strikes and wins again. Just, dude, again, you know, we're going to keep talking about this, and it's a moving kind of target in terms of, like, the you know, the, the formula, the mix of high school elite blue chip guys and guys you're bringing in from the transfer portal. But, man, from where you are with you've got one more year with Jordan Travis – to, to build around him and bring these pieces that are ready-made, that have got really high PFF numbers, that are highly sought after, man, it's it's got to feel really good if you're a Florida State fan right now to, to see them seizing this kind of momentum and, and, and the promise of what next year can be. I know there's a big... Bowl game, we're all excited about, but you know we can't. I can't help but think of next year at this point. Man. Yeah, I, I think every I think everybody's with you. Everybody listen to this anyway. Like it, it'd be great to win the game Thursday. Go ahead and close it out with a win. That's awesome. But what you have done the last two weeks for next year's team? Uh, Stephanie's here, by the way. Stephanie hey, made it to the hotel Stephanie. room this year with my Mick Ultra. <laughs> it's all happening. Um, it's it's you can't, uh, hey, kids. You can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. That's right. So that's right. That. Um, it so. I, I think, thank you, I, I think that they went into this offseason with, what would you say, Aslan, like four positions where they're like, we got we got some holes to fill. Right. Not maybe huge holes necessarily. Like, I think the offensive line would have been serviceable to pretty decent if they hadn't gotten anyone. Hmm. Well, they went and got, like, the second best offensive tackle in the portal. And then another— He's going to play guard. Byers sorry, probably yeah. play guard, so though, the, yeah. But the second—sorry, the second-best offensive lineman in the portal. Right, right. The number seven overall player. Yeah. And now you've gotten—we you, don't know what Fabian Lovett's doing, but even if he does come back, well, Robert Cooper's not coming back. Yeah. Uh, Jackson's—I don't Where'd he sign? Michigan, Michigan State? State? Jackson, my yeah. man, third school. Good luck, buddy. So, um, so he's, he's not there. So you have whole—you had a hole at the defensive tackle, even if Fabian Lovett comes back. You just happen to go get the best guy in the country. And you also got the two of the three best tight ends in the country, which we all knew you had a hole. And so when you think about recruiting rankings and the difference between the portal and high school kids, imagine how excited you guys would be listening to this show if we told you Florida State had three of the top ten high school players in the United States right, that had committed. That's, that's a top five class. For un, no matter down. what you get yeah. else, mm. you that's an Alabama. That's what Alabama does. Mm. And you just got three of the top ten players in the United States, and you know what they can do. Yes, there's no chance of them being a bust because you know who they are already. That's what's so cool about the portal. Again, to go back to that, and when you think about next year's team, you know you know you're going to have one of the best offenses in the country. Well, now you've got you've got two defensive tackles that you like, the Miami kid and then Fisk, yeah. Fisky. Uh, we'll see. We'll ask him at some point, I guess. I'm going to go with Fisk for now, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I think I'm going to go with Fisk. But uh, you've got him, and this guy's a monster. Like he, he Again, Notre, Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, yes. highly regarded head football coach, defensive-minded guy. Southern Cal's got all the NIL they want. They know they got to fix their defense. Like They wanted that guy. And he's from Indiana. Yeah. And you got him. And so he and what's cool about the portal though is the in recruiting rankings these days they get better and better. Like on threes high school recruiting rankings, uh, rivals two four seven scout if that was still a thing, mm. they, they're getting better and better as we're in twenty twenty two. But they're still not as accurate, I don't think, 
is the portal rankings. Right. I think as we go through it, we're going to see what portal rankings are, and they're going to be spot on. Like they all knew about Jared Verse. Jared Verse was the number nine player in the portal last year. And by the way, think how good Jared Verse is as the number nine player in the portal. Well, you just got two guys that are ranked higher than him coming in for next year. So my point being that they, it's a lot easier to predict the portal guys because of you've got you've gotten to see them against grown men, you've gotten to see them two or three years as college football players. This guy has been a star at Western Michigan. He had 12 tackles for loss and six sacks as a defensive tackle. Um, 48 pressures this that's, past season. That's crazy. Um, so you you might have gotten yourself an NFL dude just in the portal. You just might have gotten yourself an NFL dude in the portal at a position of great need of great need. And so you start thinking about and we don't know yet. But say Fabian and Jared decide, let's run it back one more year. I mean, man, you, you do you have a national championship contender? I mean, legitimately. Yeah. And you're still in on the number one quarterback. Sorry, number two, because Travis Hunter's yeah. number one. The number two quarterback in the country. Number one available, though, right? Correct, Jared, yes, the, the best available. That's what's so uh, – and, and nobody's, like, dead set of him not co- – like, there's a chance he comes to Florida State. You might get – Four of the top ten. You already got three of the top ten transfer portal players in the United States. You have a chance at number four, and you're you're probably not done there either. Um, it's it's just you're right, man. I, I don't know how they're doing it necessarily, but I do know it. It's uh, it's a really smart ploy. Yeah, man. Because they have a good team coming back already. They've had Trey Benson, Jordan Travis, all those guys say they're coming back, and now you have you're adding NFL pieces to a team that was already pretty darn good, and now you go into next season with some, man, you go in with some real expectations, I think. I mean, they're sixth right now in the on-three transfer portal. I think some other sites have them a little bit higher. But I, I think, uh, yeah, some of them have number one. Yeah. When you look at the on-three portal rankings, the way they do it is... They factor in what you're losing as well. But though. they also factor in the numbers, sheer numbers of it. Okay. So if you look at the average, like look at the average of Florida State. What is their average, Aslan? 87.38. Okay, what is the number one's average? 68. That's what I'm saying. And that's the players. Yes. So Florida, the average player that Florida State is getting in the portal is an 87.8. A B plus, uh, Yes, a high B. Yeah. The number one team is in the 60s, but they have a lot more because yeah. it's unlimited. Like 17 I, or 18. Kenny and Arizona State are number one. They've got 18 players in total. Florida State has eight, and they're sixth. Right. And because, but if you did the star average, the right. Florida State's number one, and it's not close, no, man. No. They've got basically when you when you when you. I would say the kid from Shorter, Morlock, the, yeah. the tight end, he's probably a five-star, too, if I was doing my own rankings. Oh, wow, really? Well, I mean, you've got the number three tight. Let's say he's a high four-star. But if, if I'm – because they don't give – none of these sites give these portal guys five stars. They don't re yeah, – they, don't, they, really don't, re, they don't do it like that yeah. necessarily. But I think all these guys, if you were re-ranking them, five-star, 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 high four-star. Mm. And the Miami kid is a four-star. Man, that, that the, this is a monster class already yeah. for a team that – has some holes, but they're not. They don't have as many holes as Kenny at Arizona State or Dion at Colorado. Yeah. They don't have that many holes to fill, but they are filling them with gold. I just, if you're not Nick or Kirby, why are you not doing what Mike Norvell is doing? And I, I, I'm celebrating. I'm thankful for the fact that he is, but like Dabo still refuses to use the portal. He'll he'll pick up a portal piece to help him get a job in Alabama. He won't grab a guy in the portal to help Clemson though. Like he grabbed Bear Bryant's grandson. Yeah who's like on his third division one school. Like he's like, you're telling me he couldn't use these. It's I, I can't wrap my head around 
this Mike Norvell has to wake up some days, I think, and think, why is no one else really fighting me tooth and nail for all these guys? And I know Jeremiah Byers was highly sought after, and well, obviously this kid was too. I don't, Southern Cal and Notre Dame want him, but like I don't think it's as easy as you're kind of making it out. I, they're they're, I mean, they're, they're making, after. Making I mean, it look easy though. Know, that's we for just sure. talked about it. Like Arizona State's got 18 guys. Colorado's yeah. got more than that. Michigan State's got 14. Michigan State's got 13, including Jared Jackson, as you uh, mentioned. Yeah. So there's other all the schools other than Dabo know it's important. Georgia and Alabama don't need it as much because their portal guys are just freshmen that get bigger and better. Yeah. Like the five star kids that finally get to play. Those right. those are their portal guys. But for everyone else, they need. The portal, it's just they're not doing it as well as Norvell. They, and I think a lot of it is Jermaine Johnson and Jared Verse. Like, you see what those guys, Jamie Robinson, yeah. Jordan Travis is a transfer. Now, he wasn't a portal guy, Trey but he's Benson. a transfer. Trey Benson, Johnny Wilson. The the proof is in the pudding, as I like to say. Mm. Uh, what does that Ooh. mean, by the way? When you really think about the proof is in the pudding, like, where yeah, that taste come from? It. Like, I mean, it's, it's right Oh, there. that's like, not what it is? Like, consume it. It looks good, but... You have to taste it to see. And I people guess. are tasting pudding? I was a tapioca kid for a little bit. And then I was like, this is disgusting. How come I like this? Man, I haven't had pudding in 35 years probably. <laughs> All right. I mean, not since I used to be a huge fan of Bill Cosby. Yeah. I love the pudding pops. Yeah. But I, I assume they still make those. But, yeah, the proof is in what, um, what, what they've done with these portal guys already. And nobody, you could make an argument, a very good one, probably, I mean, you're, and you're accurate, Considering what Florida State was when he took over, nobody has done a better job in the United Not States in the portal. Them close. And so you get a guy from Western Michigan. And also what I like what I like that he's doing, man, I was thinking about this today. The biggest stars that he's gotten, other than Jermaine Johnson at Georgia, but who was a second stringer and wanted to shine somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like he gets a kid from UTEP that wants to go play big boy football. An NFL guy. So you're not getting like a disgruntled uh, Alabama backup. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting an Alabama backup or somebody that had a run in the kid with a all those kids with a And M. Yeah, just Denver Harris. You're not getting booth. those guys. You're getting guys that probably are leaving in good standing with where they are. They just played above what they, they've outgrown. They've they, outgrown yeah. the schools they were at. Like Jared Verse. I don't know. If there's any ill will at Albany for Jared Verse. So you're getting guys. I guess my point is that that they, they don't feel like they were. Um, they're not disgruntled, yeah. um, and they're still hungry. Like this kid, this kid, yeah, you, you were great at UTEP. That's awesome. You still haven't proven it at this level. You're not getting got like Kentucky's getting Devin Leary, and this is a bad example because quarterback's completely different. But Devin Leary's already proven what he is. Yeah. He's not going to be a, a player of that ilk. Isn't going to be, in my opinion, as hungry as a guy from Western Michigan or a guy from UTEP. You are getting potential star or a guy from shorter college. Mm-hmm. You're getting potential stars that haven't proven it yet. So they're still really hungry. Jared Verse, there's nobody hungrier than that dude. No. And he came from Albany where he... So it's not like they feel like they've proven anything yet, right? Isn't that no. the perfect... It's not a guy that, like... You're not getting a guy from... And Jermaine Johnson's not a great example, obviously, because he was such a humble, team-first kind of guy. But imagine getting a dude, a former five-star from Georgia or A&M that just wasn't getting the playing time he wanted, so he wanted to go somewhere else. No. But he still probably feels entitled. Man, when you come from UTEP and Western Michigan and Albany and Shorter College, you do not feel entitled. Right. You have, you know, you still have to go prove it's something. Thankful, you, yeah. you haven't proven anything. Yeah, and you get to play big boy football finally. So that's a that's a to me a perfect recipe for what they're doing. You are not just getting big names. Um, you are getting guys that still have something to prove, even though they're highly ranked in the portal. 
And what's cool too is, you know, we, we spoke to, you know, Alex Atkins and, and Mike Norvell on Monday, a whole slew of people, every, all of it's on our YouTube channel, check it out. And, you know, Tatum Bethune talked about it. Jamie Robinson talked about it. We've talked about it a little bit more on the podcast, I think recently, but as, you know, like I, I kind of would snicker a little bit the whole fit and family thing when Mike Norvell would talk about going after a certain guy. But man, he really has brought in guys. And I think I think Jordan might even have said it too, where like he he told the guys like I'm I'm gonna bring guys in here to make the team better, but they are going to like they're going to fit in. You're they're going to feel natural and like yeah. part of what we're doing. And I guess that kind of goes to your point about these guys still being hungry and focused and like yeah, they want to get to the NFL, but like they see what he's done with guys that's helped them get to the NFL and help them get their stock better. But they've also come to floor, say guys like Jermaine Johnson and really bought in and helped out this this team and this program more so than themselves. It speaks to the fact that so many of them are going to play in the bowl game. Yeah. They're not opting out. It's incredible that like he is getting high caliber football players, but also like dudes that just that want to, you know, sell out for this team and this program and make them better. And we'll see just how bought in these guys are. I really think they will be, but with the way he's brought in, you know, Johnny Wilson and Micah Pittman and Demetri Manuel and Dylan Gibbons and Trey Benson, the list goes on and on. It's just like, man, like I don't know, like he he has his his formula, man, and it's it's crazy how everything just keeps coming up roses for him recently. I, I mean, I think I'll, maybe it's just the the nature of the portal, but I I do think when you look at the guys they brought in this past year, Johnny Wilson was unproven. He hadn't proven anything, so how could he be entitled? He should be a team first guy. Micah Pittman, same way. Trey Benson had six carries in his career. So in, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, of course you wanted Trey Benson with that speed and size. But, I mean, he wasn't he – Coming wasn't, off a major – And when, they, when he committed to Florida State, it wasn't like the, 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 the national media went nuts. He wasn't ranked in the top 50 or top 100 of incoming transfers. But they, 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 uh, they obviously saw something they liked. But also they do have the right attitude. And I think as Florida State gets better, that's going to be interesting to me because you are going to get guys – that started at big schools that want to come play for you. And how do you how do you manage that? Because, you know, th- say there was a guy that started at Florida and then just didn't like it for some reason and left. Well, why did he leave? What's What kind of player are you getting that would leave his team like that, that was getting playing time? Right now, Florida State's in that sweet spot where they're getting guys that haven't been able to prove themselves at the Power 5 level are guys, like are guys that aren't in the power five but have proven themselves. You know what I mean? Right. It's a it's a pretty cool sweet spot to be in. So it's gonna be interesting as this program continues to develop what the portal what the portal situation becomes. But right now, man, I just think it's it's a perfect it's a perfect situation for them. They get to sell Florida State, they get to sell that culture, they get to sell a winning season, perhaps a ten win season, getting to the NFL and also, you know, you you can come make a name for yourself here, and that's uh, it's a cool place to be, man. It's uh, that was that was a good Christmas present for Florida State and for Norvell for sure. But man, that they're not done. But getting a defensive lineman, a, a quality guy like this, a real dude like this, to go along with the guys that you do like, the the, the young guys like Lions and my man, give me his name, Aslan. The, the freshman that's the the red, he's redshirting academically. Oh, uh, a Io Io Tafasi Io Bami Tafasi Tafasi might be a real dude. Yes, I think Daniel Lyons will be a guy. They get to learn from this dude. They might get to learn from Fabian Lovett for another year. Um, it's just it's a, it's a it's a really it's a really nice roster they're putting together. Clearly, and uh, it's you know I think Florida State fans are really excited. I wrote that column 
um, for Christmas, just about like because I, you know, we talked about it. I was going to do a we were going to do like a Christmas wish list yeah. for and I'm like, man, I, I was thinking about. It. I'm like, man, the you wish has all. been the wish <laughs> has been granted. Yeah. Like we get to talk about a good football team again, man. That's fun. <laughs> and so um, I wasn't down here for the press conferences, but I, Aslan and Ira were, and we got the Oklahoma people too, or you guys got the Oklahoma guys too, and I, Ira. Ira carries the normal press conferences. He's the just managing when it's editor just, of every. He's the managing editor of Oklahoma's websites. All your base belong to us. So apparently, all the Oklahoma media couldn't be in town on Monday because of travel issues, getting out of that uh, that fair state. So um, Ira was literally the only. You and Ira were the only two asking questions, right? Pretty much. So Ira was asking like Oklahoma specific questions to the <laughs> Oklahoma players, yeah. um, and you know what's it like to play for Brent Venables and all that, just to help out the Oklahoma media that couldn't be there yeah. because otherwise it would have been dead silence for five minutes and then on to the next player. But anyway, as you guys were talking to those guys, it was pretty the the linebacker and I can't remember his name it escapes me right now. Ethan Downs. No, he was the defensive end. Oh, the linebacker. Um, Deshaun something is White. Last name Deshaun me. White, I think. Okay. But he said that you know they played some really good offenses. They played TCU. They played Texas Tech. He's like, yeah, we've seen some good offenses and some good quarterbacks, but nothing nothing exactly like this because he's got they got players everywhere. They got playmakers everywhere. And then you know the the Ethan Downs who is the defensive end said, yeah, he's probably the most talented quarterback we've seen and they faced the Heisman finalist yeah. uh, because he can run sideline to sideline he throws the ball well he runs the read really well he does the uh, he, he reads the run really well it's just it's cool to hear other people say the same things that Mike Norvell says mm-hmm. about Jordan Travis because he really had, and, and Ted Roof who's the defensive coordinator there which I didn't realize that's crazy that guy <laughs> Um, but he said, you know, he said, look, Silver Fox, he, man, he, he looks good doesn't yeah, he, for his yeah, age. Yeah. Um, he said that uh, he's one of the best players in the United States and he's not wrong. I like how he said that they, they lead the free world in third, in third down, down conversions. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was funny. Um, it's winning season over at mybookie.ag. It's also bowl season. Go over to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WARCHANT on your first deposit. You can receive a cash bonus of up to $200. You can get in and get out with your deposits and your winnings as soon as possible because that's what mybookie does, hooks up the winners. Uh, there's also all sorts of cash bonuses and odds boosts available at mybookie.ag this season when you use the promo code WARCHANT. A couple games. There's a lot of games going on today, Corbin. We'll pick out... Um, there's four. Let's do let's do two of them. Memphis and Utah State. Utah State catching seven from Mike Norvell's former uh, previous institution. I'm gonna I'll uh, I'll take the seven points and I'll take the Aggies of Utah State. I agree with you. Okay, I like that. And then Wisconsin taking on Oklahoma State. Ooh, uh, no Spencer Sanders. I don't think for the Cowboys. Uh, Wisconsin's quarterback is Florida bound. Graham Mertz, although he lost his job, I don't even know who Wisconsin's uh, quarterback is. But they're given three and a half. Is to that the, really to the Florida? Pokes. That's not, is that going to be Florida's guy? Or are we waiting for the Hartman? Awesome. Are we waiting for Hartman it's to decide? All, no, it's all right. We'll be all right. All right. Hartman maybe to Notre Dame. Ooh, is that the rule? Is that know. the? I don't, um, I don't know. I would. Uh, so what's the spread? I didn't hear the spread. Wisconsin, three and a half. They're favored by. Give me the pokes. Give me Gundy and the pokes. I think I'm going to take Wisconsin. I think they'll run the ball. I don't think Oklahoma State wants to play because it's a bowl game. It's not fun to play against Wisconsin. So I think Wisconsin's That's in Phoenix, good. though. It's going to be nice. I Still, I just think Wisconsin's going to run on them. Okay. Very well. Uh, what do you guys think? Go bank your winners over at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WARCHANG.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I, I don't want to lie to the people. I don't want to deprive them of uh, Tom Lang, but I don't even know if we need to have, I mean, you, actually, you know, we'll have you and Tom talking about later on about Fisk. Uh, we'll get we'll get Tom's insight on it too. But I did want to talk a little bit about um, just some of the stuff from the press conference. I know you, you sifted through a lot of it and wrote some stuff for uh, Warchant.com. Shout out, Corey Clark, senior writer, lead writer for Warchant.com. Both, um, senior and lead. You know, Ira and I talked about like on the little rap video that we not, not the rap video, but like rap with an with an R with a W. Seminal rap video. Yeah, not that not that rap, but um, I mean, I think Oklahoma kind of knows what's coming, and they really can't do a lot about it. I think it's gonna be kind of fun for Force. I mean, did, did you get any sense listening to some of the interviews that you know not that Oklahoma's defeated, but I mean, you know, they're. Man, they got four important guys, two starting tackles, a, yeah. a leading running back with 1,300 yards, and a, a pass rusher that, that are not going to play in the game. Meanwhile, Florida State is absolutely like chomping at the bit, licking their chops to, to get this opportunity. That this is everything's lining up really well. Again, off the field for Florida State, we talked about the first half of the show, and probably even on the field now when it comes Thursday when the game rolls around. Yeah, yeah, I got that impression just the way they taught, fawned over Florida State's offense. And look, man, they haven't stopped anyone. They're 100 and. I think they're 122nd in the country in total defense. Yikes. They're 99th in scoring defense, and they're facing maybe the best offense they've seen all season. Um, so it should bode well for Florida State. But, you know, it's been a month off. Um, there is rust. Um, and you never know how a bowl game is going to go and the turnover luck and all that. But, um, yeah, if things go according to plan or script, uh, Florida State should win. The, Florida State should put up 40 easily. Um, and then you, you got to assume if you're putting up 40 points, you're probably going to win. Um, you don't know, I guess, because they do have some they do have a skilled offense, and Gabriel is a good quarterback. But uh, their defense is horrific. It, one, it, sorry, 122nd in yards allowed, 453. Yeah. Uh, 99th in points allowed, 29.6. All right, yeah, I got that. So I was right. Yeah. You're just confirming. Yeah, sorry. There sorry. you go. Nice. <laughs> um, so Just uh, to be able to think that Corey just, like, pulls stuff out of – no, man, Corey Reed's – Corey knows his stuff. Sometimes. Corey researches. Sometimes I do some stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think they they know they're not a good defense. They haven't been a good defense all year. Why would that change? And uh, they're playing the best offense they, they've seen all year, perhaps. And Florida State is probably playing the worst defense they've seen. I don't know if anybody on their schedule is worse than 122. Now, they do play in the Big 12, so, you know, they, they that, that does, you know, curve it a little because there are a lot of really good offenses in the Big 12. It's as opposed to the ACC. The Big 12 doesn't have a ton of Syracuses and Boston Colleges. But, yeah, man, Florida State should put up 40 points in this game unless they just play horribly or turn the ball over a lot. And, you know, going into next season, does it matter as far as how next season goes, If they how they do in this game? No. No, not at all. But just the perception, man, yeah. getting the 10 wins – would be great. It'd just be a really big feather in the cap of this team. And then what it would do for the... And it shouldn't be this way because it's an exhibition game. It shouldn't matter, but it will matter how people perceive your program if you finish with a lost Oklahoma, a 6-6 six and six Oklahoma team 
or beat the brakes off them to finish 10 and three and finish out with six straight wins, you go into next season as one of the hottest teams in the country, you would have probably the second longest winning streak in the country or close to it, top five longest winning streak in the country going into next year. And that just gives a, a lot more juice or a little more juice, I should say, to the LSU game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think there's a chance if it doesn't go well for Oklahoma early, yes, it could get away from them very quickly. Well said. Couldn't say. I mean, obviously, getting off to a, a quick start is in every coaching team's you know repertoire uh, checklist, if you will. But especially in this game, it feels like if Oklahoma's offense, you know, Florida State's defense gets off the field quickly, first couple reps and or first couple possessions of Florida State's offense, that's what we think it's going to do. It's it's going to be a, a real a, a real romp for the Knowles, if you will. Uh, man, you I don't know if you listen to Jamie Robinson's interview. Everybody, check out Jamie Robinson's interview. I mean. Jamie Robinson talking about, like, they said their offense is kind of like a seven-on-seven team. Ooh. They like to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. Uh, but then also said, like, we know they want to throw the ball, but they won't be able to throw the ball on us, and we know they can't run on us. Okay. So, like, and it doesn't feel like braggadocious, you know, overconfidence yeah. either. Like, I, I feel, and Ted Roof talked about, or I'm sorry, Jeff Levy talked about, like, how confident they look on defense right now. And I, I just think it's going to carry over, man. I, and I think we're just seeing, you know, and, and Ira's going to have a story up on the website just about how far this defense has come along. And not even just the defense in particular, but, like, everything is just clicking for this team right now. It's just hard to imagine that anything that they're doing, they're going to get over their skis at this point right now with, with the way they're talking or the way they feel about themselves right now. I just feel like either way, man, what a good December. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you went in the portal and you needed some guys and you got some of the best guys in the country – to add to a team that's already was already going to be good, it's just it's it's good to be back at this place. It's good to be back here, knowing that I'm covering a team that has a chance to win meaningful things, and knowing that I'm covering a team that you guys are excited about, like that you have real expectations for going into next season. Not pie in the sky. Let's dream for a seven or eight win season. <laughs> like literally, you go into next season hoping or expecting ten wins. Maybe oh, yeah. more, maybe a championship like that. It, there's still some pieces out there that they could they could make this a championship team, man. Like they aren't going to have, um, no matter what happens the next month in the portal, they're not going to have six first round picks on their team or anything. But they will have a bunch of really good college football players, mm-hmm. and that it, with an electric quarterback and yep. a dynamic quarterback and a good offensive line. And perhaps if Fabian Lovett comes back and if Jared Verse comes back, and again, we don't know, but that, that might be pie in the sky thinking, but they haven't announced anything yet. If they come back, you could ha- you're going to have a better defense than you had la- this year. And you're going to have a better offense than you had this year. And you're pretty darn close this year to being a 10 or 11 win team. Mm-hmm. Maybe a 12 win team if you count the bowl game. So um, it's, I just, the bowl, I'm, I'm excited to watch them one last time. I'm, I'm just excited for the bowl game because I get to see this team one last time. It's been a really, it has been a real joy. Maybe it's the Mick Ultra talking, Aslan. I don't know. It's late. It's late on Monday night. I'm in this romantic city of Orlando in your hotel room, just thinking. You know, I don't know. I just you know, the the mind starts wondering when I'm laying on Aslan's bed, talking. Shut up, babe. I'm. So, hey, don't interrupt the podcast. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful, man. This has been a fun, fun season because we were in the darkness, Golly, a lot of lonely four, nights for four years. What did we do? Just in the wilderness. We tried, despair. everybody. Yeah. I mean, we had months talking about uh, 
COVID restrictions. <laughs> that was the whole show for three months. There's no way they're going to get through a season. I mean, these guy's going to sneeze on that guy yeah, and that's that, everything's that, over. I mean, but that, was, that wasn't that long ago, man. And then Jacksonville Shreveport wasn't that long ago. Jacksonville State was less than oh, 16 months ago. Yeah. And now here we are in beautiful Orlando. Um, think about ACC for, championship about, in 10 months from now. It's not outlandish to it's say ACC championship. They have landed enough good players that you're talking about. They might be the most talented team in the in the conference next yeah. year. They got a couple more guys they can still go get. I think if they land the Cypress kid, oh, and if one or two guys from this current team decide to come back, you were talking about probably the best roster in the ACC, maybe not the most NFL picks, but the best college football roster in the ACC and probably one of the best in the United States. That's cool, man, right? Here we are. Here we are. Merry Christmas. Who'd have thought, right? I, can't, I, 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 I didn't know it was ever going to happen Who'd again, man. All After right. Jacksonville State, I wrote this in the column. It's like, I, it's never going to happen again, man. My, this, this is just my life is watching a team struggling to get to two or three wins a year or six wins. Yeah. I never would have thought the next year Right. It would have gotten to this point where they have a chance at 10 wins, really should already be at 10 wins. Yeah. They blew a game, I beat the tar out of Miami, but then also um, going into next year, looking at it with a Heisman candidate mm-hmm. and a team that will probably start this, this season top 10 in the country. That's, that's awesome. It's really cool. It's really cool to be able to watch this. Yeah. All right, one last break. Tom Lang and Corey talking about Brandon F- Braden. Braden Fisk. Sorry, Braden. Fisk dog. Fisk dog. Uh, and then we'll have a whole show for you tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that, too. So. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, man. Say it from your hotel room again? Maybe. Maybe with the hospitality room. Maybe we'll go to the pool. We'll hang out at the pool. Ooh, now we're talking. Oh, Shirtless. My, that's going to be cold still, though, it's man. Fine. It gets the nips hard. <laughs> all right. That's a wrap. <laughs> Take a break. We'll be right back. Last segment coming up. And the gift that keeps on giving is the transfer portal. Alongside the senior writer, the lead writer for Warchant.com, Corey Clark. My name is Tom Lang. Florida State, as you can see at the bottom of the screen, there it is. Defensive tackle Braden Fisk from Western Michigan, Corey. Yet another trench monster added to the list for FSU. Another guy that can play pretty much right away. Yeah, and you know, look, um, this was a big need, right? I mean, we we go into we go into this next season, not still not knowing where Fabian Lovett will be in 2023, knowing where Robert Cooper will be, which will not be in Tallahassee. I guess we don't know where he'll be. We know where he won't be, which is in Tallahassee. And quite frankly, a lot of the backups and the guys that have played a lot this year um, haven't proven to be elite, and we don't know if they're getting there. We like Josh Farmer. We don't know what he's going to be. Uh, Malcolm Ray, guys like that. Jared Jackson's already left the program and on somewhere else. So they they had a hole. They don't have nearly as many as they have had in recent years, but the defensive line is a big one. And literally, according to the on three rankings, Tom, they just got the best defensive lineman on the market. Legitimately, he's the number six overall player and he's the number one defensive lineman. So now if you're keeping track, at least with on threes rankings, which is all you should really care about. Um, Florida State has the number six player in the portal, the number seven player in the portal, and the number 10 player in the portal. I mean, that's that's cleaning up. That's uh that's a pretty incredible that you know, look, man, if, if you go just by high school rankings, right? The top 25 to 30 players in the country are five stars. Well, if we want to do that with portal and extrapolate it, well, Florida State's landed three five-star players, a defensive tackle. Um, a tight end and an offensive lineman. And I, man, I think the defensive tackle, this guy might be the most important of all. 
Yeah, again, because considering what you're losing, which is two stalwarts, and we saw, Corey, what the Florida State front four looked like without Fabian Lovett, without Robert Cooper at 100% for most of the season, and it was a big difference, huge difference. And those guys that are younger on the depth chart, Florida State is, they want Daniel Lyons to get up to speed and, and be ready to go for a game there. Bishop Thomas or Ayobami Tafasi, who impressed, right. even though he was taking an academic shirt uh, this past fall. Those guys don't feel the pressure now. So their development isn't stunted by too much too soon. So as it pertains specifically to the defensive interior, Florida State now is allowing the guys that they brought in from the high school ranks to mature the normal way, the way they're supposed to mature. And then they also get plug and play guys that are ready to go and rotate. Because, Corey, now that they've got this all settled, it's pass rusher. It's maybe Jared Verse returning back or not and then maybe one or two more safeties, and then they should be okay on defense in terms of looking at the two deep heading into 2023. Yeah, it's funny. I was looking at the on three portal rankings, team rankings, and I'm like, oh, Florida State must have flown up the charts with this one. And no, they're like sixth right now, sixth or seventh. And it's because all the other teams in front of them have gotten so many more players. But when you look at the average ranking of these players, it is through the roof. Like Colorado, I think, is second right now in the team portal. And this is how rankings work in general. They're, they're second right now in the portal rankings, but their average player is like a 60. Florida State's average player is an 83. And it is by far and away the best average of any team that's in the portal, um, at least in the top 10. So, yeah, when you look at what the holes they've had to fill, um, and we knew they needed a couple offensive linemen. We thought they did anyway. Tight end. I mean, you couldn't have gotten – you couldn't have done better in the tight end. And, I, man, this guy – People might look at Western Michigan and think, oh, okay, well, he's a Western Michigan guy. How good is he really? Well, how good was the Albany transfer? You know, and Albany's a lesser school than, than Western Michigan. This kid, as a defensive tackle, had 12 tackles for loss and six sacks. You don't usually get that kind of production from a defensive tackle. He probably won't have that kind of production here, but he could be a record. He could be an offense record, which is what Fabian Lovett is when he's healthy. He could be, we don't know, if he's a Fabian Lovett clone, if he's as good as that, well, then you've just hit a home run because Fabian Lovett was a supreme difference maker for this team when he was healthy. Well, that's the thing I love about the transfer portal, at least as the rules are currently constructed. That film is so much more reliable for evaluations yep. from this coaching staff. And we trust this coaching staff in general. They do a pretty good job of finding diamonds in the rough in the high school ranks. And then when they bring in a kid from Albany or they bring in a kid from a school that you haven't heard of before, you think there's going to be a good chance that they know what the hell they're evaluating and what they're going to develop when they get to Florida State. So that's the thing about the portal. If the rules don't change, you love where Florida State is because they seem to get an early jump on these players as well. So for Florida State right now, they're still in the running for one of the top two players in the transfer yeah. portal, and that's Central Cypress. If they land that guy, Corey, then they're going to have the five-star or five-star class, and you just got to say – Happy freaking New Year, Knowles. I mean, that would be that would be a great uh, that would be a great addition. But this one's a big one, man. Like I, I think this one's, I, you know, no no offense to the corner the cornerbacks of the world. I know people love cornerbacks, but I, I it all starts up front. I think this is as big as landing the Cypress kid. I just um, and I, I I think the the young defensive linemen, the young defensive tackles could be good. Like Daniel Lyons, he is really flashed. Um, with eight months from now, he might be a real player. Same thing with the uh, I, I can never pronounce the kid's name. I apologize. Iobami Tafasi. I got you. My man Tafasi. Uh, there's a chance he could be something too, but they're young. This yeah. kid is not young. He comes in ready made, ready to play, uh, ready to play right away. And he will be a starter on opening night against LSU. Uh, health 
permitted, he's going to be a starter, just like at least two of the guys they've already gotten in the portal. And, Tom, they have a pretty good team coming back. So you are just adding pieces to a team that that should be top 10-ish when the season starts. You're adding pieces that are going to be huge down the road. They're going to be huge in eight months. This is a 300-pound wrecking ball of a kid that might have an NFL future, probably does have an NFL future, and you just got them, what, December 26th. Merry Christmas. There it is. Happy Boxing Day, everybody. You right, got exactly right. right. Celebrate, celebrate responsibly, everyone. So between Fisk and Daryl Jackson from Miami, Florida yeah. State has fortified the ranks of defensive tackle. Josh Farmer figures to get a bunch of reps. Yeah, there. we don't know yet if Fabian's coming back or not. Yep. You know, that hasn't been that hasn't at least been announced. And imagine if he comes back now, all of a sudden you you, you're going to be better up front than you were last year by maybe a substantial margin. Yeah, that rotation of a top four would be insane. And just for the folks who are watching, you know, as we release this on Warchant.com or Warchant TV on December 26th, this was not related to that. Sometimes you can see Florida State take a guy from the portal and you realize, oh, clearly they must know something's up, that there's a departure. They would have gone after Fisk no matter what. So uh, that decision has yet to be made. This should be an interesting week or two for Florida State to get some big-time answers from Fabian Lovett, Jared Verse, Jamie Robinson, Akeem Dent, and maybe some other guys. But regardless of that, Florida State has fortified the ranks at defensive tackle. So, Corey, you're on the road right now. Uh, In about 10, 15 minutes, you're heading down to Orlando, right? In about 10 or 15 seconds, I'm hopping in the car and driving to Orlando, buddy. Sunny Orlando, 45-degree Orlando. There you go. It'll be around 75 or 80 degrees by the end of the week. I just know it. And you know what to do when you want to tune into the best Florida State sports coverage. It's go to Warchant TV. Hit subscribe. Hit the like button underneath. And join Warchant.com for 10 bucks through August 31st of next year. It's worth 10 bucks this week, folks. So head over to Warchant. Yeah, it's worth 10 bucks a day. It's worth 10 bucks a day. You get it for, come on now. Come on. Just come on and do it. Subscribe. Come on and do it. That's the man. That's what he says. We're going to put a shirt together. It says, come on and do it. Corey Clark. 22. He's Corey. I'm Tom. This is Warchant TV. We'll catch you on the next video. There'll be breaking news in 15 minutes. We'll see you then.